Welcome to Trustworthy AI, Dearest Business Adoption of AI, hosted by Pamela Gupta, a leading voice in business strategy, technology, and cybersecurity. With extensive experience in global industry leadership, Pamela has explored critical themes like achieving business value with AI by adopting a holistic risk-based approach to AI trust. She defined eight essential pillars of trustworthy AI. Read more details at the trustedai.ai website. Her insights have shaped the way we look at the impact of cyber warfare on business, strategies for efficient digital transformation, and governance views on algorithmic failures. Join Pamela as she delves into her signature framework, AI Tips, standing for Artificial Intelligence Transparency, Integrity, Privacy, and Security. This podcast is all about operationalizing governance and building trustworthy AI systems from the ground up. Whether you're an industry professional or just AI curious, Trustworthy AI offers thought-provoking discussions and expert insights to guide the ethical future of technology. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Pamela Gupta, and I'm talking today with Manoj Agarwal. Manoj is a global AI thought leader and helping businesses adopt AI. Um, Manoj, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. Um, Can you uh, describe your journey and your path that you took to become a global thought leader in AI? Um, I think the path uh, picked me uh, rather than me picking the path basically you know as uh, um, I started working with technology about 30 years ago and uh, the last 15 years it has been um, projects related to AI and as I have developed technologies I've always looked for um, building technologies which have uh, you know larger impact on people like um, working in industries like education healthcare, uh, real estate. So when you build technologies for these um, industries and uh, you build products that help um, everyday people improve their lives, then you create a bigger impact. So I think through those impactful projects, I got to um, exchange ideas with other thought leaders. So So the thing about thought leadership is I think the best way to describe it is like a it's like a contagious disease, right? So if you uh, if you stand next to a thought leader and you talk to them, you automatically start to gain so much knowledge, and you start to become a thought leader. You start to think like a thought leader, right? That's interesting. Thank you. And uh, speaking of thought leadership, Manoj has a podcast which I would uh, will post in the links uh, for the show, and I uh, would highly encourage you to follow so if you want to become achieve your dreams in ai that's certainly good uh, good podcast to follow for uh, manage let me ask you this these um thought leadership uh, and the, you know the areas that you've defined which are high impact and you're helping companies achieve that with ai one of the areas that you know this podcast is about focuses on is trustworthiness in AI, and that includes eight essential pillars of trust that I had defined. Um, security and privacy are at the foundation, but it also includes, depending on the use case, right? Maybe that you have 
um, you described a project in computer vision, for example, it may have a requirement of uh, explainability for how are you identifying what you are identifying as, uh, you know, can you talk about a little bit about, um, you know, so you need explainability, for example. So depending on whatever that use case may be, you will have, I, I would say, different requirements from trustworthiness. So I'd like to ask two questions on that. One is, give us an example of a use case with computer vision that, uh, you know, you're comfortable sharing with. And then also through the lens of trustworthiness, right? So I, I, I don't want you to put necessarily answer about how you adopted that, but I want you to help us understand in the business community, what are what can be some of the roadblocks when it comes to adopting trustworthiness? So uh, please, if you can first tell us, uh, give us an example. Yeah, yeah. So computer vision is, uh, is interesting because uh, computer vision is basically the field of AI which helps computers to see how humans see. So they can, so these algorithms can uh, process images and recognize objects uh, and images very, very precisely. And so uh, using this, um, this uh, computer vision technologies and 3D printing, we created a, a startup. Um, and this startup basically helped people with joint pains. So people have joint pains sometimes because of how their feet are constructed and because they have to stand on their feet all day for their job. So maybe nurses and uh, doctors, those type of people. Now, since uh, this happens because of the way their feet are constructed, meaning some people have flat feet, some people have high arches and whatnot. So these things cannot be corrected with medication or surgery. So what we did was we created these AI algorithms, computer vision algorithms, which could uh, scan your foot using your mobile phone and create a 3D model within two millimeters of accuracy. And then right. that 3D model gets 3D printed uh, into a custom orthotic device. And so this is a patented technology. Uh, we have two partners on this. And this technology was actually... Um, a white label to a $43 billion German company. They sold it under their brand, Dr. Shows. So so this is an example of um, computer vision uh, and how practically it is used. But there are some other use cases like, you know, security, for example, physical security, um, quality assurance of uh, uh, gadgets in the manufacturing unit. So, you know, when you're uh, manufacturing a large number of uh, items in a factory or a manufacturing unit, you have to inspect each and every unit to make sure it's the quality is good. But with computer vision, you can like take a, a microsecond uh, shot of of a fast moving conveyor and assess the quality, right? So these kind of use cases are possible now with computer vision. Now explainability, uh, basically it all depends upon, as you said, what is the trust level of uh, the users in the system? If the trust level is not there, especially let's say if AI is being used in some government uh, use cases like deciding uh, court cases or you know uh, determining how whether a loan can be approved for a person or not, uh, those things uh, obviously have high stakes. And if somebody is not happy with the results, the system needs like pe te technical people who put it together need to be able to explain 
why this is so, why it happened, what are the rules, right? Now, there be, will be other use cases which are like, you know, um, have nothing to do with any personal uh, uh, life implication, but it could be like, you know, uh, affecting the yield of a, a farm or, uh, you know, affecting, uh, uh, fixing things with climate change or optimizing, uh, you know, uh, our communication, for example, this call is being recorded because AI is in the background sort of optimizing all the data, right? So in that case, uh, the result have, have already been consumed. So I don't know if there's going to be any factor of explainability around how your AI is optimizing our internet traffic. It won't make sense. But in the use cases where I describe like where people have personal implications, yes, we will need to have those uh, people uh, explain to those people why AI took this decision, and that'll that'll go back to like uncovering the layers of the you know looking at the algorithm, uh, looking at the data that was used to train the algorithm. All of that will need to be proven that okay you know there was no bias in that data, and it was sourced from a authentic source. The algorithms don't have any uh, malicious sort of uh, you know ethical issues or whatever. So, so th these are the things like every different use case will need to be dealt differently. Right. Make right. I, I agree. Uh, it, it is a very uh, risk-based um, depending on, so to take your example of um, the foot and, you know, taking the picture as you know, depending on even, I would say, go a bit uh, one step further. It's the use case which is the medical advice and creating that um, uh, solution for based on AI and based on the um, particular uh, dimensions of the, uh, you know, that were captured. But then also in which context it's being used, right? Is it being used for, uh, there can be risks in the actual AI implementation also. Absolutely. So, right. So let, me, so uh, let me quickly speak to that. See, generally, um, uh, with privacy and security, what happens is we can collect data, but the key is to make sure that data is not associated back to a real person. That is where the the, the gist of the problem is, right? So even when yeah. we are collecting uh, images of the foot, we cannot, we could not associate the foot specifically to a, a specific person because that will be violation of the privacy. Right. So what we have to do is whenever we collect data, we have to use a process called anonymization where any um, privately identifiable information needs to be scrubbed. Okay. And then that's like a complicated process where we go through such that we can own, we are only left with like, you know, the gist of the data or the variation of the data or the images or whatnot, uh, not the actual person who it belongs to. So the yeah. systems are set up that way so that, you know, uh, privacy is maintained. That's that's an excellent point, Manoj, because not only does HIPAA come into the play here, but and that's for um, medical data in, in general in the United States. But then as it becomes um, more and more of it is aggregated for uh, machine learning and, you know, for a predictive analysis and and creating, you know, different uh, output, that risk will only get heightened. So it it will actually get magnified to such a degree 
that it can have a um, couple of negative repercussions if it's not handled right from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. So that is a really important uh, point that it is going to not only play into the privacy and the existing regulations, but it can become problematic on a much higher degree uh, because of the amount of data that is being um, can be collected and, and acted upon. So uh, that's, I'm really glad that you mentioned, um, you know, HIPAA in this case. I'd like to ask you, what are uh, some of the, um, you know, pieces of advice or even a, a one or two uh, points that you'd like to give to businesses adopting AI who uh, may be in the healthcare, for in instance, or creating a medical device. What uh, If you can share some, uh, you know, actionable guidance, because a lot of companies, when they're adopting AI, it is, um, there is a lot and in to quote one data scientist, right? They said we are trying to establish functionality. We don't even know uh, one end from the other, and to think about things such as governance at the very outset, at the very foundation, is not top of mind right now, right? So I'd love to hear your views on the practical uh, things that you're dealing with. Um, I I think. Uh, can you summarize the question? Because th that was a long question. Can you summarize what what, uh, what the question is so that I can be more specific? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So uh, I my question is, how do you? Uh, what would be your advice to a, a organization that is setting out on an AI journey in um, highly regulated space to adopt the right trustworthy principles right at the foundation? So that they can avoid having to go back and redo, or may, which may not even be possible in some scenarios. See, first thing is that every business is different. So first, they need to start using the technology. The very first problem is that nobody's, uh, everybody sort of seems to be talking about, um, oh yes, we need to do something, but most people are not taking the even the first step. In some cases, uh, some companies have even banned uh, platforms like ChatGPT. So there's a lot of confusion out there. First step is to implement. Uh, what I recommend to uh, businesses is find a small use case where AI can be applied, or find a use case where you are uh, humans are making a lot of errors, or there are a lot of delays, or you know, if there is a critical process that if you speed it up or, you know, automate it, then your overall overall efficiency can increase for the whole enterprise. So once you start to look at these and, and security, another one, like, you know, anomaly detection and fraud detection, all of that. Um, so once you recognize, okay, you know, this is our biggest problem, then you can start to implement uh, AI in that, uh, in that area because that will give you positive ROI. On, on your investment and it will get you to understand the technology because the way that our mind works is we need to start using it in order to start understanding okay what other use cases I can apply it to. So it's 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 like planting a seed. So first thing is plant the seed and then everything else follows after that. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's uh, very uh, useful. 
Um, if you uh, want to share anything before we end the uh, podcast, I know you are helping companies adopt AI and create a, take a, a systematic approach. Um, happy to hear your, um, you know, share some of your insights on that. Yeah. So see, um, for example, uh, some companies are right now dealing with, say, leadership challenges. All right. So um, there's a lot of talk about recession in the marketplace. A lot of uh, companies have laid off people, uh, all these things. So um, and moreover, remote work and hybrid work has become a norm. So in this scenario, a lot of people are feeling disconnected. Um, so companies are feeling all this in their employees. Productivity is low. So using AI, uh, we can start to look at how to improve the efficiency of people, how to build a better culture. So these kind of problems can be solved. Uh, in healthcare, for example, you know, um, diagnosis is, a, is a, a big thing, right? Where doctors have to rely on their personal experience and judgment to make critical diagnosis but now with ai sub this can be supplemented like doctors can get more accurate information or detailed information to supplement their diagnosis so all of these things are uh, part and parcel of how um this these technologies can be adopted and uh, then carried forward into the next phase next phase and next phase and so on all right. Thank you. And uh, would you like to talk about your podcast before we uh, conclude? Yeah, sure. Um, check it out. It's called Bootstrapping Your Dream Show. Um, basically, we feature guests uh, who have um, done amazing things in their life and their journey. So we talk about their um, problems. How did they uh, encounter them? How did they uh, overcome that challenge? So all those stories, they give a lot of nuggets that can be applied in anybody's life and business. So check it out. Okay, thank you. I know the one that you did with uh, General Petraeus caught my eye. So um, really interested in um, sharing that with the audience. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.